Welcome to Love with Integrity. My name is Sylvie Kukasian, and this podcast is all about relationships, how to hold healthy, loving boundaries, but also how to express yourself in a way that doesn't push your partner away. So join me for a wonderful conversation about mental health, relationships, and self-discovery. Welcome to episode four of the Love with Integrity podcast. My name is Sylvie Kukasian, and for those of you who are new to listening, I am an associate psychotherapist and a relationship coach. I specialize in my work with boundaries and the attachment styles. You can find me on my Instagram page at Sylvie Kukasian, which I will link on the notes. I post daily content for singles and couples who want to learn tools for healthier connection, communication, as well as boundaries. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to overcome heartbreak. I'm going to offer a few different reasons why we struggle so much with breakups. And I want to start this episode with a really beautiful quote that I found by this wonderful counselor who is also on Instagram by the name of Andrea Papin. And the quote starts with saying, Often, when we fear a loss that may occur, we are mourning a loss that has already happened. So I'm going to say that again because it's really deep. Often, when we fear a loss that may occur, we are mourning a loss that has already happened. And what I find so brilliant about this quote is that breakups are very multi-layered. They are bringing up not just the pain and the grief of the experience that we are having with the person that we are ending a relationship with, but we are also grieving the different kind of relationships that we may not have grieved in the past. So for example, if we have a certain kind of dynamic with our mother or our father that we never actually took the time to process or heal, a significant breakup in our adult, in our adult life can absolutely trigger the grief of that experience. That's why I often say, you know, when I'm working with somebody in my therapy or coaching practice, when they have a really huge reaction to something, it's so essential that we sit down and really explore to see if there's ties to other things. Now, this does not, of course, take away from the fact that breakups are excruciating in and of, of themselves, but looking at, looking at breakups under a fuller contextual experience gives us a healing on a much deeper level, and it addresses the complexity in a much more helpful way. So we know that the, there's a grieving stage that happens. And part of the five stages of grief, I'm gonna, which I'm, which I'm going to go over, are denial and isolation. There's anger. There's bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And grieving is very unique to each person. And we can experience these different stages simultaneously sometimes and we can linger in one particular area much longer than we would another, depending on how much support we have, and also depending on how much time and energy we're investing in that healing experience rather than overriding it and trying to numb it out with other, kind of, other kinds of things. So as we start to take in whether or not this particular breakup or heartbreak is actually stemmed from a much deeper and 
you know, primary attachment experience, that is going to bring up a lot more emotionality. It's going to bring up a lot of confusion and um, even perhaps a much more of the bargaining and clinging phase because it has so much of that, um, you know, the parental, parental unit attachment tied to it. So when you're going through a breakup, first of all, we want to always invite ourselves to lean into and surrender to that experience. There is no getting over a breakup. There is leaning into a breakup experience and actually giving ourselves permission to surrender to that. One of the tools I often invite my clients to, 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 to practice is journaling. Journaling is the number one most powerful intervention that across the board helps us integrate both our left brain, which is the more practical, logical, and perceptual side of our brain, as well as our right brain, which is where our emotionality is stored and a lot of where our processing happens. Also, paying attention to our dreams when we're going through a breakup can help us get to some of the grieving work that we might actually not get access to when we are in our day-to-day experience, perhaps focusing on doing all the important tasks that we need to get done. Me, for example, whenever I'm grieving a relationship in my life, or if I have gone through a therapeutic experience where I've had something really intense come up for me, I can find myself being very sleepy, wanting to take naps. And during those naps, I find myself um, accessing parts through my dreams that I'm able to process and work through. And I immediately take myself to my computer and I start journaling my experience. And that helps me to validate and you know comfort the part of me that only I can do. Also, working with, of course, a therapist or a coach to help you connect the dots. It's so important to have somebody help us make sense of these things. Just because we're grieving and feeling the emotionality of something doesn't necessarily mean that we're able to connect the dots. Um, So having somebody that can mirror back your pain, mirror back your experience while they're simultaneously validating validating that for you is extremely helpful for your recovery. Another piece in working through a breakup and a heartbreak is making sure that we are spending time with people that are nourishing for ourselves. You know, there's a very natural tendency to want to do things that are going to give us a quick high and that are going to help us not feel what we are needing to feel. Um, So, you know, going to clubs and bars and things that are really you know they have that higher more elevated state just within the context of those kinds of experiences but they don't tap the way that we actually need to be seen and held when we are hurting so whatever nourishing hobbies that you can immerse yourself in is extremely helpful whether that's doing yoga signing up for some kind of support group there's all kinds of support groups Uh, if you are live in the united states there's something called meetup which i've always been such a huge fan of and an advocate of they have support groups for people that are going through breakups or you know or hiking groups all kinds of hobbies that can be very nourishing rather than doing things that are just again more based on numbing ourselves 
So those are the those are the key things when I think of going through a breakup that are extremely helpful. Daily journaling and leaning into the discomfort of the feelings and giving yourself permission to not beat yourself up as you start to have realizations of things that you realize maybe there were certain things that you wish you would have done differently and you wish you could go back in time and change certain things. All of that is normal. It's, it's common. It's normal. We all experience that intense feeling of remorse and regret after we come out of a relationship with someone we deeply care for. So as we focus on some of the things that we may want to do differently in future relationships and also being, being able to take some time to be reflective on some of the things that are now deal breakers. You know, there's a reason why a breakup happens. What was the limit of that relationship? What was missing for you? So these are some questions that I'm just going to state that can be powerful journaling prompts if you're currently going through a breakup. So I'm going to just speak them out. What was missing for you? What did you realize about yourself now that you didn't realize during the relationship? Were any boundaries being violated? Were you violating any boundaries? What are some of the deal breakers that are now very clear that you need to be very firm about moving forward? What are some boundaries that you may want to soften that perhaps were actually getting in the way of intimacy? So those are some powerful questions to sit with. And again, if you're in the intense grieving stage, I wouldn't suggest doing this unless you've actually given yourself permission to to be with that healing and comforting yourself first. These questions are more once you're more in the second stage of where you're ready to do some reflecting and wanting to really identify and reflect on what worked, what didn't work, and what you would like to take on moving forward into your next relational experience. So I hope this was helpful. If you are currently going through a breakup or a heartbreak, please know that it it takes so much patience and compassion for yourself and that I wish I could, you know, hug you and just, you know, envelop you with so much love in your experience at the moment. And I hope you are surrounding yourself with people that make space for your pain and that are not trying to rush you through your pain. And if you do have people that are trying to fix it for you and that get uncomfortable with what you're going through, it's absolutely okay for you to let them know, hey, you know, I totally get that you're just trying to help me. I know it's hard for you to see me in pain, but it's okay. You don't have to fix this for me. What helps me the most is when you do this. So we are absolutely allowed to be able to let the people we love know what we need. In fact, that's a way of having really healthy boundaries. And so making yourself a priority and teaching the people that love you in your life what works for you is so important. So I will see you all in the next episode and I hope this message and podcast episode served you and thank you again for being part of this conversation.